on the next episode of Sip Suds and Smokes. Well, our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, and pretty much anything else you can drink. So here are the whiskeys that we're going to be discussing today. From Hirsch, we have the Hirsch Bivouac Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. We have the Hirsch Cast Strength Straight Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. We have Kentucky Owls Takumi Edition um, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Woodenville Whiskey Straight Bourbon Whiskey Muscatel Finish. Yellowstone Family Recipe, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And from Ragged Branch, we have a few. We have their Bottled and Bond Virginia Straight Rye Whiskey. We have the Virginia Straight Weeded Double Oat Bourbon. And then we have the uh, Bottled and Bond Virginia Straight Bourbon Double Oat. We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoke and host, the good old boys. It's sipping time. Hey, it's sipping time again, and welcome to this sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on it. One fifty-nine no, and three quarters. Nope, nope. Three a.m. Two a.m. Three a.m. Three a.m. Three a.m. Yeah. I, oh man, I can't stand that way. Time slot. Yeah, <laughs> that's past my bedtime. That's why. That's why we're the best thing then, because most people are asleep. Well, actually, if I I usually go to bed at two, but by one, yeah, by by three, I wake up, you know, to go to the bathroom. So I guess that I can do it then. Yeah. Well, this is Made Man Bob, and joining me today are Made Man Brent. When you said bourbon show, you had me all in. Thank when, you. When I said alcohol, I had you all in. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, I said barbecue judging, and I had you all in. Oh, we were all in. Yeah, six yeah. hours of driving. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Six hours of driving. Yeah. And Fade Man Maury. Good morning. Excited to be here with a very, very interesting lineup of unusual bourbons. And good old boy Justin. Good morning. Ah, a morning drinking whiskey. Cannot beat it. Beats working for a living. Share the dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Beats working for a living. So. Well, our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, and pretty much anything else you can drink. So here are the whiskeys that we're going to be discussing today. From Hirsch, we have the Hirsch Bivouac Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. We have the Hirsch Cast Strength Straight Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. We have Kentucky Owls Takumi Edition um, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Woodenville Whiskey Straight Bourbon Whiskey Muscatel Finish. Yellowstone Family Recipe, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And from Ragged Branch, we have a few. We have their Bottled and Bond Virginia Straight Rye Whiskey. We have the Virginia Straight Weeded Double Oat Bourbon. And then we have the uh, Bottled and Bond Virginia Straight Bourbon Double Oat. 
So we're going to have Justin tell us all about our SIPs ratings. So today we have brought Red Fox back from the dead to talk to well, you Well, we're already going to be talking about a Muscatel finish. So exactly. He always told Lamont to go down to the store and get him a bottle of Muscatel. So. One sip. Lamont, give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. That's some promise. Two sips. Nice, but what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? Three sips. Hmm. This is interesting, but what was this again? Interesting. Four sips. Lamont, let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. That's classified. Five sips. Esther, oh my god, I'm having a heart attack. Oh my god, I was unaware anything would be this good. Nah, yo, Oh Esther. my goodness. Yes! Yes! Weezy, yes! baby, I'm coming for yes! you. It's the big one. It's the big one. Grady, Grady, help me. Yeah. <laughs> How could you possibly do Red Fox and not even mention Grady? Grady was the was the he was the backbone of that damn show. I'm sorry, Grady was the man. He was, but he was an unsung hero. Yeah, and Aunt Esther. Oh, that was a mean woman. <laughs> All right, so let's move on after that. Yeah, I do miss Red Fox though. Yes, that, funniest that, man oh, ever. Oh, him, Elvis and him were like bro, like yeah. best friends. Him and Elvis oh. were tight. Later on, like he hit trouble and had like had to declare bankruptcy and everything. Those heartless bastards. Which one? The heartless bastards. <laughs> the IRS took the Rolex that Elvis had given him. It's like Elvis gave you the like. Oh man! And who ended up with who, that? I don't know, but if I'll you tell know, you. Post it on Facebook. I'll tell you. If I had money and I was of age at that time, I would have bought that thing at the auction and given it back yeah. to him. Yeah. Uh. Your class act, Bob. All right. So let's go on to our first whiskey, and we're going to have Maury tell us all about that one. Thank you, Bob. First whiskey is the Hirsch, the Bivouac, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 50% ABV, 100 proof, non-age dated, 160 barrels per batch. The Bivouac refers to a temporary camp without a tent or cover. It alludes to a way of travel only meant for those who want to truly immerse themselves in nature. I just stay in a hotel. <laughs> Hirsch the Bivouac honors those adventurous spirits who are brave enough to take on the road less traveled. The Bivouac combines two straight bourbons distilled in Bardstown, Kentucky, the world capital of bourbon. 95% of the blend is distilled from a mash bill of 74% corn, 18% rye, 8% malted barley, and aged three years and two months the remaining five percent is distilled from a high malted barley mash 72 percent corn 13 percent rye 15 percent malted barley and aged for eight years for added complexity like their previous releases the packaging was designed by the award-winning company stranger and stranger they are the folks behind the unique and innovative look of compass box the flask-shaped bottle features a wooden top cork stopper and the compass marks, while the label features a color scheme that evokes a nautical map and other visual references to travel and exploration. The base of the bottle hides a message for the curious. 
No stone left unturned. Oh, yeah, it's there. Look. Yep. Pretty cool, huh? Very cool. It's a hey, stranger and stranger, I think, probably the most innovative people when it comes yeah. to bottle design and, and, and campaign design. I mean, what they've done with Compass Box is just Second absolutely stunning. Yeah, this is nowhere near what Compass Box is in terms yeah. of the elaborate and no. complexity. I mean, it's it beautiful, beautiful but yeah, but yeah, I have Compass Box is like other world. Another world. Yeah. yeah. So this whiskey has a beautiful uh, copper color. On the nose, initially I got a lot of alcohol. All I really got was well, you're fumes, sitting next to Brent. I mean, fumes of <laughs> just of alcohol leeches well, out of his pores. That's my at this pores. Point. That's yeah. my pores. Well, yes. that's blown off a little bit. I must admit, the alcohol vapors really overpower anything that's discernible on the nose. Um, as far as the palate goes, it's a really nice whiskey. It's got. A really nice mouthfeel. It's got a beautiful viscosity. It's got typical notes of, you know, burnt toffee and burnt sugar, hint of oak and vanilla. Uh, finishes relatively short. I think it's an interesting whiskey. It's very well made. Um, it it's not going to win any major contests in terms of being your favorite, but it's definitely an easy drinker, uh, easily approachable, and I really thought a relatively nice. Uh, nice effort what did you think uh justin so on the nose i definitely got a uh note of envelope glue but that blew <laughs> off after time and then i got green grapes rye um brioche bread and a little bit of cinnamon on the palate spice more cinnamon which blew off over time oak evergreen and caramel and I found the finish was hot and long in the beginning, but after letting air do it for a while, the finish shortened. I don't know why, but that was pretty good. Envelope glue disappeared after I licked it. You know, I got, a, I, got an, I got an interesting aroma of uh, steel horseshoe, um, a piece of rope, and uh, you know, a plastic water bottle container. You're like, where does he come up with this? I swear. Oh, that's why you put the water in plastic. No wonder I got plastic yeah, water no. bottle container. Can I please request you my know, water in a glass? Here's the problem. From now this is on. why he's doing it. He's sniffing the glue. Yes. Okay. I've been sniffing the glue for a long time, <laughs> yeah. my friend. Yeah. So I, I, that's why I'm an expert on all glues, Elmer, wood, envelope, <laughs> PVC yeah, pipe cement, PVC yeah. pipe cement, airplane yeah. glue. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, it's it's a it's an interesting whiskey. It's well well put together. I get brown butter and honey, and some and some kind of slightly dusty oak on the nose and on the palate i get brown sugar i get burnt toffee mm. i get uh i get a bit of a coffee note on the exhale kind of a mocha kind of a coffee note uh like a latte kind of creamy coffee um yeah interesting whiskey what do you think brent it is interesting there is a hint of coffee on the exhale. Yeah, yeah. Just when you breathe out, just like little. after you take a sip of a latte and then you exhale, that's it. So, yeah, it's just a weird yeah. combination of flavors to deal with initially. You know, you have that. I got a honey and that's rye. What she said, "Yeah, I got honey and rye." But then you know, I got the coffee. I got vanilla, pepper, a lot of <laughs> a lot of oak. You know, it's uh, 
For those of you in Radio Land, we're spraying each other with water bottles. No, no, I'm getting sprayed with water. That's all. It's not you, it's me. We're just trying no, to see if you can keep me. a straight face while you. you're talking about this whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> no, for me, I don't think it's one that I would drink straight. I think it's more one I would put with a mixer. You know, so I know you guys say that I never mix anything. I was but. about to say, when did that happen? <laughs> Well, well, hypothetically, if you weren't going to drink it straight, straight you not drink, drink it with straight, right. I gave him a 40-year-old McAllen, and he mixed it with 7-Up, so that doesn't really mean a lot. But Well, it's still good. Just made the best 40-year-old McAllen in 7 ever. Yeah. We got a little rule back home. <laughs> if it's brown, drink it down. It's a 40 and 7. Yeah. It's not the yeah. 7 and yeah. 7. Yeah, but on the palate, really, the oak and the pepper came through for me the most. That was my. That was what I took from this one, but... I found this one not to be quite as young as the next expression. I really thought that their cask strength um, came off much younger, whereas this whiskey had a little bit more maturity to it. Unlike everyone at this table? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Bob? Well, I already did mine. <laughs> It's just, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely an interesting, yeah, right in the toilet. We've already gone, what are we, 11 minutes in. So an Can interesting you tell whiskey. Us the second show? Um, they've done a couple of different releases and they've all been very different. So that's, I've kind of enjoyed that. And again, their packaging is pretty. So we're going to rate the Hirsch Bivouac a well-deserved three sips. Interesting. Hey, we're back, and we were just discussing the Hirsch Bivouac. We gave that a well-deserved three sips. So we're going to move on to our second whiskey from the guys at Hirsch, and we're going to have Brent tell us all about that one. Thanks, Bob. The second whiskey is the Hirsch, the cast strength Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 63.5% ABV, 127 proof, non-age. Woo-hoo, for sure. Uh, to create this expression, the folks at Hirsch selected 54 barrels of the six-year-old bourbon distilled and aged in Bardstown, Kentucky. These barrels were then transferred to 30-year-old Hein uh, Cognac casks for a further 18 months of finishing. The bourbon used in this expression had a mash bill of 72% corn, 13% rye, 15% malted barley. The The color on this one is a, is a much darker you know copper color that you're getting the older copper penny or something and you know on the nose i got like old cherries um just a lot of fruit a lot of citrus um a little bit of uh like a vanilla ice you know when you get that shaved vanilla ice you get that smell that comes off of it that got so that. do you drink this when you're cruising in your 5.0 oh i must say you know ice, ice baby <laughs> so on the palate the first thing I thought when I tasted this was like, whoa, wow, this really hits you. And I was like, this is like a, because of all the fruit that's in it, it's like a sangria that you made with bourbon and on steroids, you know? So it's it really kind of hits you. The fruit is really overpowering. The proof is, overpower, is overpowering. Um, it has a, it tends to have a long finish. You got that, it's just fruit, hard dried fruits. That come through. The fruit so, actually, if you put a little water in it, the fruit actually comes a little more forward, even more. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I can't wait. Yep. <laughs> Justin, what do you what do you have for this one, Justin? I would say stop. Collaborate. Listen. Now this is I really love this. You took some six year old Hirsch bourbon, which I'm sure on its own was fine. 
And you, I've never had Hein cognac cast, but I've oh, had. Oh, it's, it's Hein XO. Yeah, it's a very good cognac. I probably got some around here somewhere. This just blew me away. Really? Blew me away. I, I love these dusty notes. We it kind have medication of, for that, you know? Yeah. It kind of, what amazed me about this is it had like this dusty quality to like a lot of the older pre-prohibition bourbons that I've had before. And I got that note and I love that note. And that's a rare note. Usually I got to spend an arm and a leg to get it. It's funny that you thought I had this dusty old note. I thought this whiskey tasted young. That it's is older than the other one. But for me, it just came across as just young. Maybe the cognac note, because that's aged, brought forth age for yeah, me. Yeah, maybe. And the palate had like some vibrancy. And then the finish went right back to the Maybe dusty. it's that week-long pair of underwear you've been wearing that added some age to your profile today. There's no doubt about that. What'd you think, Bob? He's not wearing underwear. <laughs> he never wears underwear. Well, at least he wears pants. You know, I don't wear pants. <laughs> Brent does not. I, I wear pants and underwear, exactly. Like in stripes when Bill Murray goes yeah. up, he goes, all right, chicks dig me because I rarely wear underwear. And when I do, it's usually something exotic. So... Um, I definitely get the cherry notes on it. I definitely get I, on the nose before I added water. I got lemon meringue. That was that was the thing that I got on top of the cherry. Um, I definitely get the fruit mm. on the front palate. It's kind of a fruit bomb, stone fruit. I get a little bit of a that juicy fruit kind of jackfruit. Um, I get a little bit of a raisiny note to it. And the water definitely turned it into a fruit bomb. Honestly, yeah. before yeah. water, I couldn't really pull out all that much fruit, but wow, the water it's, fruited it up. Oh, yeah. Like you, like it's a fruit salad now. Like I said, it's a sangria that yeah. you're and it. And so it's not doesn't have all the characteristics of a bourbon to me. And then and I guess what it's I, on the back, I get like a like a green pepper spice, almost like a like a sort of a vegetal jalapeno kind of green pepper yeah. spice on the back. Yeah, on the like exhale. a green, yeah. a green uh, jalapeno. Yeah. yeah, it just burped some, and I got a lot all jalapeno. <laughs> yeah, God it, damn it! I thought that was the dog. I didn't know it was your burp. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Stuff we got to put up with. <laughs> But uh, you know, jalapeno burps. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it. I not quite as much as him, but I, I thought it was a step up from the first one, definitely. So, um, but you know, it's a group vote, so you know, it's you know majority rule. So, we're going to be rating the Hearst Cast Strength uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey three sips. Interesting. And Justin's like, you guys are so wrong. So let's go on to our next whiskey, which is from Kentucky Owl. It's the Kentucky Owl Takumi Edition, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 50% ABV, 100 proof, no age statement. Uh, the Kentucky Owl Takumi Edition is a collaboration between Master Blender's John Ray from Kentucky Owl and Yasuki Yahisha from the Nagahama Distillery in Japan. This limited edition release was meant to showcase Kentucky bourbon through the eyes of Japanese blending techniques. 
Uh, John Ray uh, selected four different whiskeys to send to Japan, and yeah, he says evaluated these samples, which represented different ages and mash bills available from Kentucky Owl. He then created different blends with these formulations to develop the one most reflective of his Japanese whiskey style. Through his blending skills, uh, the Nagahama Distillery has earned awards from the San Francisco World Spirits Competition, the International Spirits Competition, and the World Whiskey Awards. Uh, John Ray has previously served as Four Roses Chief Distilling uh, Chief uh, Operating Officer, and he was inducted into the Kentucky uh, Bourbon Hall of Fame in 2016 and served as chair of the Kentucky Dillers, Distillers Association Board of Directors. So let's take a taste here. So on the nose, it's rye bread. It's just rye bread, rye bread, rye bread all day long. It's like walking into a bakery as they're pulling the loaves of rye out of the oven. Yeah. And then it's got underneath it kind of a kind of a sticky kind of uh, dulce de leche kind of note to it. And a little bit of fruit. Um, and on the palate, let's have a taste here. Mmm. On the palate, rye bread, caramel, apples, pears. There's not really much in the way of tannin on it. Um, they, but again, when you have a Japanese blender, I pretty much expected that to be gone. Um, but it's got a really nice mouthfeel. Coats the tongue and the roof and the sides of the mouth. A little bit of cinnamon on the back palate and a medium, yeah, medium finish. What do you think, Brent? Yeah, you can see where they tried to incorporate the two styles together. You can really see that with this. We were fortunate enough to be up in Kentucky when they had the release party for this. Um, and it's it's intriguing of how they did it. Mm-hmm. You know what they the process that they use. So they're not trying to be a bourbon. They're not trying to be a, a, a Japanese whiskey. But they wanted they wanted some of the the qualities of both of them to shine through. And I think they've actually done that mm-hmm. with this. Um, when you say that rye, I get like a rye a rye bread with cherries. Like mm-hmm. why would somebody do that? But you know you're trying to you're combining two different things. And the on the palate that rye that rye bread that. Um, the cinnamon, a little bit of a, a little bit of caramel from the that you're going to get that you would get from a, a bourbon, and uh, some a pear that you would get from a Japanese style. I, I think it kind of works for them. I mean, I know they're trying different things, and this is, uh, this is nice. Well, it's 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 interesting to see them apply the Japanese techniques and blending styles to American bourbon to see them how it affects right. The bourbon, you know, how can you turn bourbon into something with a Japanese style to it? And they have, you know, they have, they absolutely have. So it's kind of hard when you judge this, you can't judge it on a regular bourbon because it's not a regular bourbon. You can't judge it on a Japanese Japanese. whiskey because it's not Japanese whiskey. Um, It's, it's sort of its own little, it's, 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 it's on that line and it's straddling the line. But I think they did a really good job with it. I think the blender really did a great job with it from, you know, him to be able to coax this all out of it. So, um, and then when we were at the event, we got to see the pictures of the new distillery that they're working on. So hopefully that'll yeah, be up Kentucky and running. Yeah, the distillery, yeah. yes. Yeah, it's going to be pretty, so. Yeah, very much so. What do you think, Justin? So, you know, those 
packs of cinnamon, not that cinnamon, the peppermint sticks, and they have like the different flavors. This was like the red cinnamon peppermint stick one no, for me. Now, Brent knows nothing of those. He had a horrible childhood, and his parents didn't <laughs> love him. So thanks for bringing that up. Now look at him. He's over in the, Now he's in the corner, and he's crying. I hope you feel better. Yeah, good for you. Well, good I'm for you. criminal defense lawyer, so of course I feel nothing. But um, I did get that buttery rye bread note mm. that you got on the nose and the finish. I think it was really cool. They tried something totally different. And I think they accomplished what they tried to do. So, well done, Kentucky mm. Al. What do you think, Maury? I agree with you. I think they accomplished what they set out to do. I would argue that it's a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. I would have rather had a more robust bourbon or a more robust Japanese whiskey. And to me, this is a compromise. And so while I think they accomplished what they set out to do, it just fell a little bit short for me. I think it's well made. I applaud the innovation. I applaud the effort. I think it's a great made whiskey. But honestly, I just felt like it was a Yeah, compromise. it's not for everyone. Yeah, it's I think definitely it was not a for compromise everyone. all the way around. I think it fell short what of what, said. what what it could have been or what it could possibly be, right. you know? I mean, and because it's a combination of the two, I don't know that they were really meant to be combined and as a mainstream item. So this is it's not for everybody. It is for a lot of people, though. It's, you know, kind if, of, if you're a fan of Kentucky Owl, it's a must have right. because, you know, you want to have one of each release. And yep. I think, I again, like we said, we all think the same thing. They did a really good job with what they did. It may not be a style that appeals to, you know, everyone, but I think they did a good job. Um, and if you like Kentucky Owl, absolutely pick one of these for up. Sure. You're not going to be disappointed. So. Right. We're going to write the uh, Kentucky Owl Takumi edition, a well deserved three sips. Interesting. So we're going to have Justin tell us about our next whiskey. Can't wait. So, Oh, yeah, you can wait. Come <laughs> yeah, the next whiskey we're going to talk about is about Muscatel. It's a Woodenville Whiskey Straight Bourbon Whiskey Muscatel Finish. 50% alcohol by volume, 100 proof. It's aged five years. Mash bill of 72% corn, 22% rye, 6% barley, the bourbon is finished for several months in a 10-year-old 200-gallon Muscatel Day Setubal pipes. Muscatel Setubal is a sweet, rich, fortified dessert wine made primarily with Muscat de Alexandria grapes grown on the Setubal Peninsula in southern Portugal. Fans of our show have heard us discuss Woodenville in past episodes Woodenville Whiskey Company was created by two friends with the guidance and mentorship of the legendary Dave Pickerel. I Rest miss, in peace. I miss you, Dave. He told us to get a better job if we couldn't afford the whiskey he made, and he was right because yeah. Yeah, he, he should have right. done that. Yeah. Their grain is grown exclusively for them on the Omlin family farm in Quincy, Washington, matched and distilled in their distillery in Woodenville, Washington. The new make is then trucked over the Cascade Mountains to their aging warehouses in central Washington. So the color of this is light. The nose is dried apricot and orange people. People? people? <laughs> orange, orange people. Peel. What? Like Oompa Loompas. Loompas. <laughs> yeah. 
Don't you drink ra- this alcohol at home, kids. You racist bastard. What's wrong? You don't like Oompa Loompas? You hate chocolate? Is that it? You chocolate-hating commie bastard? I'm pretty sure I saw the Oompa Loompas on the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I've managed to get canceled from everywhere the same shot. Yeah, now you've been canceled from Loompa Land. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Candy ginger. biggest market. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Clove, cinnamon, licorice, and spearmint on the palate. I got some honey, toffee, vanilla, dried fruit, citrus notes, candied nuts, clove, and a little touch of fennel. And That's a mouthful. And the finish, to quote another show, dynamite. I loved it. What did you think, Maury? Well, it's hard to follow that intro. Uh, I thought it was an interesting whiskey. Uh, I can't say that I've had too many Muscatel finished whiskeys. Um, the color, I love the color. It's a beautiful burnt copper. I agree with you about the apricot and the orange peel and the ginger and clove and cinnamon on the nose. Uh, again, interesting nose. Uh, the palate was a little sweet for me. Again, I did get all the things that you talked about, especially the dried fruits and the ginger and the candy nuts and clove. Um, I thought the finish was relatively short. It's an interesting whiskey. I, I, I think it was fun. I think it's innovative. I think it's really cool. I think if you don't have a Muscatel finish in your collection, this might be the one. Uh, I'm just not sure Muscatel and uh, bourbon work super well together. I I love finished whiskeys. This was not my first choice of a finished whiskey. But I think it was fun. I think it was interesting. I think there's nothing inherently wrong with it. It just didn't really um, match my typical flavor profile. Brent? Yes, it's not my flavor profile. That apricot kind of takes it away from me, takes away, I think, the, you know, you want to have something enhance your bourbon. I don't know that this in that this enhanced it and went well blended well together you you apricot hating bastard i know that i know that and that's just uh for me for me personally apricot well, lives justin, matter too right well justin exactly. loves it i'm you're on the racist. other end of the spectrum i don't care for this oh, one you're definitely on the spectrum my friend <laughs> <laughs> i mean we've i love saying that for years we've had a lot of mu- of the woodenville uh, products and, and they're a, fantastic, a, a, a and fantastic, well and I don't know that this one improved the product. You know, when you want it, when you're finishing something, you want to say, "Yes, we finished it, and it improved it." For me, it did not improve it. I don't. And by Justin, it did improve it. So I would agree you know. with you. I didn't really compare to some of the other uh, Woodenvilles we've had, but if I'm going to be honest, I would say that the Woodenville whiskey in general is better than is, this. Is very good. And this yeah. and this particular finish probably drop down the 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 quality overall and the flavor profile for me compared to the base spirit normally you'd hope that the finish would enhance it maybe the red the red fox fans will enjoy it you know it's better than straight muscatel (laughs) i can tell you that that improved the muscatel yeah (laughs) it's not saying a lot (laughs) it had to when you have a good bourbon to go in it you know then has to improve the muscatel, so. You guys are dumber than a box of hair. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I got to agree with Brent. Um, we've reviewed several from Woodenville, and every time we get a new one from them, they're all excellent. 
I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're doing a great job. They're knocking it out of the park with pretty much everything we've ever had. Um, but I think the problem here is, is the cast they picked. I don't know if this is representative of, you know, everyone that they had. I don't, you know, I don't know if this is representative of the style you're going to get from a Muscadal de Sebedemo, uh, barrel. Um, if it is, then again, we've had, we've had, whiskey finished in every kind of thing you can imagine and like how many times have you had like a tequila finished bourbon and every time i look uh, at it i go yeah it doesn't work i don't care how yeah. good the whiskey is it just doesn't work i don't think that this is a good combination Lamont, i file protest i mean maybe there's another bourbon out there that goes better with muscatel but i i, I don't think so i just don't think it's a i don't think it's a good combination i think it's more of a we we kind of picked this because that was what was available, and let's give it a shot. And I think they did the best they could with it. it it's not, you know, it's, it, it's well-made whiskey. I just don't think it's a combination that's going to appeal to most whiskey, uh, to most bourbon drinkers. So um, we're rating the Woodenville Muscatel uh, two sips. Well, isn't that nice? We'll be back. Hey, and we're back. We were just talking about the Woodenville whiskey, but we're moving on to our next whiskey of the show. So we're going to have Maury tell us a little bit about that one. Thank you, Bob. Our next whiskey is the Yellowstone Family Recipe Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 50% ABV, 100 proof, six years old. This new expression from master distiller Stephen Beam was inspired by a recipe for the original Yellowstone bourbon found in notes from Stephen Beam's grandfather, Guy Beam. Using this recipe and using yeast cloned using DNA from a yeast jug belonging to Beam's great-grandfather, Minor Case Beam. So this is an interesting whiskey. It's got uh, a very nice uh, burnt copper color to it. On the nose... Let's get a little scent of spearmint. Uh, but it's a little bit of a medicinal quality to the nose, a little bit high on the on the alcohol. It kind of singes the nose hairs a little bit. On the palate, it's a pleasant whiskey. It's got uh, a little hint of uh, brown sugar and cinnamon and all the usual. Again, I get a little hint of spearmint on the back palate. Uh, it has a medium finish. It's a nicely made whiskey. Uh, it's not going to really um, set off any alarms in terms of running to go get it. It doesn't really differentiate itself well from a lot of other things. I would say it's well made, no inherent flaws, but nothing really kind of stands out to me about this whiskey that makes me want to run right out and buy it. What do you think? Yeah, they haven't differentiated themselves from any other whiskeys that this one seems to be a little bit more ordinary yeah ordinary uh, uh for me it's a little bit of corn forward on the palate the you know it's got some of the whisk the bourbon notes to it that you that you get with all of them but nothing nothing says hey i need this one more than i need this one or whatever you know so i mean if you're just picking a bottle off the shelf and you're looking yeah get this one but uh, there's there's nothing like you said. All the flavors that you mentioned are there, but it doesn't it just doesn't excite you. Yeah, it's just there, right? You know. So, Justin, what did you think? The story and the bottle are more interesting than the bourbon. I itself. agree. The heritage, the history, the, the Beam exactly. family has got whole, a lot of interest. Of course, Yellowstone's been in a, a brand that's been resurrected, and so for those reasons, it's cool. Yeah, it's got a great label, got a great bottle. It's, the the bourbon is yeah. good. I mean, it's it's just Justin. Well, imagine you're in the Old West, 
1880s, 1890s, and there's a bottle on the shelf that just says whiskey on it, and you have that shot, it's going to taste like this. I definitely get these old dusty notes. It's not transcendent. It's not delicious, but it's definitely whiskey. And to me, it's definitely old whiskey, that old yeast cloning thing. I think that worked. It's just not something that we're used to drinking now. What'd you think, Bob? Look, this isn't a Romulan labor camp. I don't have to answer your questions. <laughs> and I don't give a damn what you think. Take that. Um, I think it's, again, it's, it's, um, it's a really interesting whiskey. I'm with Justin to the fact that, you know, getting the old yeast strain, I think, is bringing back sort of that old school flavor that we may not be quite accustomed to. Um, cause it's definitely different. You know, there is definitely a different flavor to this. Um, but does it stand out? Is it, you know, elevated? I don't know. Um, this might've just needed some more time in the barrel. I, I don't know. Um, on the nose, it's got sort of a waxy putty nose to it on the palate. It's some, uh, the oak is rather tannic. Um, it's a little dark. It's got uh, burnt brown sugar notes to it. Again, nothing, you know, no inherent flaws in the whiskey. It just doesn't, again, it doesn't just step up and wow you. Um, but I think maybe they're on to it. You know, I think this might be the first step in resurrecting the actual old Yellowstone with with their yeast and and figuring out what they need to do to make it to that end. So I think this is a good start. Um, and again, solid whiskey um, all around, you know, wouldn't turn it down if you poured it for me, um, you know, well-made. So we're going to be rating the uh, Yellowstone family recipe, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, three sips. Interesting. So we're going to have Brent tell us about uh, Ragged Branch. Thanks, Bob. So Ragged Branch Distillery is located in the Virginia countryside, about 15 minutes outside Charlottesville, Virginia. It's founded in 2010 by Alex Toomey, a farmer and developer, along with friends Chris Sarpy and Russell Nance. With the assistance of the legendary Dave Pickerel, the Johnny Appleseed of American Craft Distilling, they developed the foundation of their bourbon process. A true farm-to-bottle distiller operation, they grow 100% of their raw grain on the owned or leased land. They believe that this allows the grains to absorb the minerals unique to the local soils, which contributes to a taste distinctive to the area. Their water comes from a deep well on the property. They ferment their mash for four days and distill in their 500-gallon common-built Vendome combination custom. still. Custom-built, not common-built. Yeah, well, common or custom. <laughs> you know, they're all the spirit is aged. To, the spirits aged to maturity in new charred American white oak barrels on the property in their own rickhouse before being bottled on site. And in a further commitment to their farm-to-bottle philosophy, they also sell their ragged branch bourbon beef prime cuts and hamburger from their own herd of cattle raised at ragged branch in their nearby leased site at pounding branch farm the cattle are fed with the residual mash from the distillation process 
two members of the team, each with an agricultural technology degree from Virginia Tech, oversee their cattle operation to ensure delivery of only the finest quality beef. I want some of that beef. I, you Where's know, the beef? When Johnny brought brought the bottles over, he didn't bring any meat. I'm just saying. I, I think it's right. not fair yeah. to discuss the bourbon without the beef that was made yeah. from the cows that ate the yeah. fermented mash. I'm pretty we'll sure try. a big steaming ribeye right now yeah. would make these much better. <laughs> yeah. These yeah. would be great, you know. So this first one is the Ragged Branch uh, Bottle and Bond Virginia Straight Rye Whiskey. 50% ABV, 100 proof. 83% rye and 17% malted barley. The the color is a it's not it's it's beyond a copper. It's kind of a goldish copper kind of color, dark gold copper. On the nose, I get black tea and tobacco and I kind of think that that's the region they, you know, from their farm Yeah, to, that's their signature i think it's you know like the bean peanuts and the dickel yeah, yeah vitamins so, and everybody has their yeah their yeah, tag so this so this area where they're getting it from with the water that they're using the the products that they're using it's i think that is the common on the palate i get tobacco cinnamon i get some uh, like a buttercream icing on it you know that's there as well besides the everything else the finish is you know, it's a medium medium finish. It's nice. It's got a nice mouthfeel on this. Um, overall, I love where they're going with this. You know, this is not your, you know, for a straight rye, you know, you're, you know, you have that 17% malted barley, I think. You know, I think they might play around with that in the future. You know, it's, but overall, I'm enjoying it. Justin? I enjoyed it a lot. I think it's got one of the best rye noses I've ever had. It's like classic. Nothing it's, can compare to your nose. Well, thank you. And it was great. I don't think his nose all that great. It smells. Well, that's all it needs to do is smell. And the palate also is a classic rye and it had a great finish. I think they did a really good job with this one. I be, wouldn't be surprised if it was 95 or 100% rye, but I understand that it's 83 rye and 17 barley, but I think they did a really good job. And I do get that black tea note yeah. that you guys were talking about. Too. I get Earl Grey. I mean, yeah. that's Earl specifically Grey. on the nose. Yeah. This one, I'm, I mean, the others I get black tea, but this one I get Earl Grey. Right. And I get, I get like damp tobacco hang i mean if you've ever been in a tobacco barn where yeah, they're hanging the leaves this is that up, area this yeah. is that area for that it, you know the old so tobacco comes out stuff, so. in in yeah. this which yep. is which is really cool because when you like you said when you think about it where's it coming from the yeah ground. they're trying to show it's coming from tobacco country right so they're trying yeah. to show the heritage of that yeah. area you know of what their heritage the terroir is. comes through yeah. so I, well i agree with yeah. you I think I'd love to see this whiskey again in another three or four years. I think this yeah. whiskey, for me, it's a little bit young. It it's is a little young. beautifully made. I, yeah. It's well built. I agree with 100% of what you guys have said. And it's it's really cool that it showcases the terroir. And it comes from tobacco country. And you get the tobacco on the palate. I would love to see this whiskey in three to five years. Oh, for I'm, sure. I'm looking forward to the whiskey that they're making now that's going to come out in the next three to five years because they've they've changed some things in their process we had johnny foster come over for dinner one night and brought the bottles kind enough to bring us the samples um 
and they've changed they've they've changed the barrels they went from number three to number four char and he's 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 went in and instituted some changes and some things that work good for them at old scout and i'm sure he's learned stuff that they're doing that you know that would have maybe been you know changed the way he had done it back in the day but um yeah i mean it's a it you know a well-made whiskey really seems to show terroir um you know got a nice flavor palette to it another couple of years it's only going to get better so I, I think they're well on the road to uh to success with this one so we're going to rate the uh ragged branch bottled and bond uh virginia straight rye whiskey a well-deserved three sips interesting all right so we're going to have uh justin tell us about our next one from uh ragged branch so now we're going to talk about ragged branch virginia straight weeded bourbon double oaked it's 45 percent alcohol by volume 90 proof it's made of 68 percent corn 16 percent wheat and 16 percent malted barley after aging for about three years the whiskey is transferred to new number four char American white oak barrels for an additional year. So they've made some interesting choices. Um, that wheat really comes through mostly on the nose for me. Um, the expression does come through a little young. Um, but I think that the three year, after the three year aging, the transfer to the white oak was a good move. It gave it a little bit more character on the palate. Honestly, there was a off note, which dissipated after a half hour of leaving in the glass. And then it was nice and balanced. And the finish, which was off after a half hour, finished nicely too. And um, I thought it was decent for what it was. What did you think, Maury? I actually concur with you, Justin. It's well made. There's no inherent flaws. For my palate, it's a little young. It's a four-year-old. Um, I like where they're going. I like the way they make stuff. I love uh, Johnny Foster and some of the ideas that he brings to the table. And I know that this thing's going in the right direction. I think that was probably his influence to then re-barrel re it and age it in the number four char, White Oak. And I think that's really helped it. I, I suspect it was not nearly as good prior to that again i'd love to revisit in a few years i think there's nothing wrong with it now i think it's only going to get better i think the future is bright for them brent yeah this is basically a double oaked a double yeah. oaked uh, bourbon yeah, you went you from got. a white oak three to a white oak four yeah you know so uh, you know so i think they they see that they needed to bring more of that uh, characteristics uh, out of the of the bourbon that they're making there. And I think probably that the number four did a little bit of that. Like I said, I would the like age, to see him amp it up and even just dump the three year uh, into a number five char and just, you know, go for the gusto. Yeah. Prob and I probably be too much, you know, for finishing the, and the age or toasted, go toasted. You toasted know? would be interesting. Yeah. Or go toasted. It would be an interesting way too. But um, yeah, the age on this, and I know they know it as well, you know, like they're, they wanted to get their product out there, you know, I'm sure they have to try to recoup their, some of their costs and stuff. And so they, they want it out there and they, and now you get a, now you have a point where you can see it age 
as it goes on in years, like you see, you see its progression. Like we've seen with some of these other distilleries, how they've progressed over the years, and we're looking forward to that as well. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to rate the Ragged Branch Virginia Straight Weeded Double Oaked a well deserved three steps. So let's move on to our last whiskey, which is the Ragged Branch Bottom of Bond Virginia Straight Bourbon, double oaked, 50% ABV, 100 proof, 68 corn, 16 rye, and 16 barley. And it's four years in American white oak barrels and then transferred to number four char barrels for an additional year. So on the palate, it's got a, got a nice creaminess on the nose. Hmm. On the palate, I get dry oak, a little bit of caramel, a little bit of dark, almost burnt toffee. Yeah, this one, uh, this one I like, I, I like better than the last one. Uh, what do you think, Brent? I agree. It's a yeah, step up. I, I agree. I, well, it's and it's because this one's the the bourbon. I, I enjoy this one a little bit better. Um, I know but it's also a year older. Yeah, and yep. it's you can made a that. big difference. You can see the progression yeah. right well, here. It's, it's, I mean, it's the difference between it. a weeded and a, and a regular. And, and for me, weeded always needs more aging. And weed is always softer as yeah. well. So, right. Uh, so you've got one that's aged a little longer, and it's non-weeded, and it really just it shines. Yeah. And so it's what I've been saying all along, which is give these whiskeys a few more years, yeah. and they're going to be knocking it out of the park. Well, we're going to rate the Ragged Branch Bottled and Bond Virginia Straight Bourbon Double Oaked uh, Four Sips. There you go. That's well, that's all the time we have for today. I want to thank our co-hosts for joining us today. Thank you, Brent. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Always love some bourbons. Thank you, Maury. Thank you, Bob. Another exciting day in the damp, dark, drippy basement. Well, it's only drippy when you're here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a drip and thank you Justin thank you and thanks for listening we are the luckiest people in the world to be able to talk to you about whiskey well that's uh, that's pretty much it for us for today so for Sip, Suds and Smokes this is Made Man Bob reminding you thank you for joining us and reminding you it's life's too short to drink bad whiskey so don't <laughs> I won't add anything I won't well, you've drunk bad whiskey too pretty oh, much uh, you'll drink whatever's available yeah but yeah but uh, if it's brown brent will drink it down we hope you enjoyed this episode if you're listening to us online do yourself a favor and tap just tap it in the subscribe button give it a little tappy tap 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 a room the easiest way to listen to our show is to ask siri alexa google uncle larry or whoever it is that talks to you on your phone play podcast sip suds and smokes we love your feedback and you can reach us at info at sip our tasting notes flow out on twitter and instagram with our handle at sip suds and smokes and our facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news you'll also be able to interact with the thousands millions and millions of other fans on those social media platforms do us a favor Take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Come back, join us for another episode, and keep on sipping.
been a one tan hand production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.